Well, let's jump right into the Word today. I want to continue our series that we started last week. Pastor Jared did an amazing job in kind of kicking us off, but it's titled, He Shall Be Called. Right? We, we're, we're really continuing. I mean, we started a new series, but honestly, in many ways, we're continuing right with the same theme that we've been all fall, which has been focusing on knowing God, knowing who He is. We we're focusing on the names of God. And so we wanted to just finish the year right out with the same theme and focus in again on just another passage that tells us more of his names and who he is and who he wants to be in our lives. And so if you want to turn with me to Isaiah 9 verse 6, this is our core text for this month and for this series. It says, for to us a child is born and to us a son is given and the government shall be on his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Come on, where you are right now with me, I just want you to say Wonderful Counselor. I want you to say Mighty God. I want you to say Everlasting Father. I want you to say Prince of Peace. Now, obviously, this is a passage that we're all very familiar with around Christmas time. Uh, it is a prophetic passage in the book of Isaiah that is speaking about the coming of Jesus. And so it does tie very much into Advent. It ties into this Christmas season where Jesus came and we'll remember and celebrate that he came for us. But I believe that it is a very prophetic passage for us in this time. I believe that, again, along these lines of what we've been focusing on through this fall, that this passage reveals four key names of what he shall be called. And it's four key things that I believe God wants to reveal to us in the season we're in and in the seasons we're coming. So you guys know the drill and how we've been focusing. It's just knowing more of who he is, right? We go to the scriptures, not just to learn biblical truths, even though we do, not just to learn, uh, you know, what a Christian worldview looks like, even though that's powerful, not just to learn principles or spiritual keys, even though all those things are found in the scriptures. I'm not against those things, but the first reason we go to the Bible is to know more about God, right? Theology is the study of God, theology right? It's the study of Him. And so our first focus when we go to these scriptures, the first, the first focus when we, when we read and look through what the Bible is telling us is we're saying, God, I want to know you more, right? And again, I, I mean, I'll get on my soapbox this morning, but in the times that we're in, guys, in the seasons that we're in, in the seasons that are coming, we need to know God. We can't just know about him. We cannot live off somebody else's relationship with him. We need to go deep and we need to be deep and have our roots down deep into who he is, into his love and his power. We need to know him. And so again, this passage in Isaiah focuses on four key names of who God is. And rather than in other times where we've taken one name per week, I just felt today, I wanted just to take these four names. And even as we come forward, we're looking into the Christmas season. We're getting ready for 2022. That I believe each of these names carries a key element of what God wants to show us in this time and what God wants to show us as we come into 2022. So let's start with the first name. And the first name was Wonderful Counselor. Come on, somebody say Wonderful Counselor. Now, I actually want to break these two words down and focus each one. Let's start first with wonderful. What does wonderful mean? Well, wonderful means to be full of wonder. And wonder means to be filled with admiration, amazement, and awe. 
And family, I really have such a strong sense that in this time, God wants us, even as we come into 2022, God wants us to come into a fresh place of wonder regarding who he is. God wants to bring us into a fresh place of admiration, amazement, and awe. This is part of where he's taken us. Let's look at a few verses that talk about this. Exodus 15, 11 says this, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? Right? Who is like the Lord? You always used to sing that. Who is like the Lord? Nobody. Right? Do a little Mel Lastman, bad boys there. Nobody. But there is nobody who is like the Lord. He is majestic in holiness. He is awesome in glorious deeds. He does wonders. Right? This is who our God is. Let's look at Psalm 136, 3 to 4, and it says, Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. Come on, somebody says, He does great wonders. Right? He does great wonders, and He alone does great wonders. He is the God of wonders, and He is bringing us into a fresh place in this season. He's calling us to this fresh place of wonder for who He is. Family, God is getting ready in a new way in 2022. I know we're in a world where there's challenges right now. There's different things that are happening, things that are being pushed through in government, things that are being pushed through in culture, shakings that are around us. But in the middle of this, I want to encourage us once again that we lift our eyes up because God is getting ready to show up and to show out in a fresh new way. God is getting ready to reveal himself, not just in still small ways, even though I'm so thankful when he does that. But I'm talking in big ways, in massive ways. He's getting ready to show up. He's getting ready to show out. And he wants to bring us back to the wonder. And part of this is the wonder of who he is. Again, on this journey of pursuing and knowing him, right? It's seeing him for who he really is. Not just creating this little box that we fit God into. And this is what God is. But no, it's seeking the fullness of the knowledge of him. If you want to go with me to Revelation 1, 12 to 18, I mean, I, I, I've been spending some time in this past season in the book of Revelation. My son and I have actually been going through it together in our devotional times. And one of the things I'm reminded of is first and foremost, and we've talked about this before, Revelation is not just supposed to be about the end times and prophecy. First and foremost, it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. It's a revelation of God and who he is. You know, we talked about this during when we did that week of prayer and that revelation reveals who he is to us. And, and, and that's, that's the first, the first, um, how would I say it? The first uh, focus in the book of Revelation. Yeah, there's a lot of biblical prophecy and there's some crazy stuff in there and there's definitely some stuff about the end times and there's lots that we can pray and study and read about. But first and foremost, it's about knowing him. It's about a revelation because it shows us him in a light, in a way that you don't see anywhere else in the scriptures. So let's read Revelation 1 because this is a revelation of Jesus. It says, Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. And the mix of the lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a long robe with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. And his feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. And in his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword. And his face was like the sun shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not. 
I am the first and the last and the living one. I died and behold, I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and Hades. Guys, this is Jesus Christ revealed, right? This is who he is. I mean, often we see pictures of Jesus or we wonder what Jesus looks like. We see it right here. And this is part of the wonder. And he wants us to see him for who he is in his power and his glory in this season. And we become so captivated by him that the things around us just don't throw us off the same way because our eyes are fixed on him. Remember that song that we used to sing years ago? It's kind of an older tune in church, but many of you remember it. it talked about turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Right? Like his face shines like the sun at full strength. Right? The sun at midday. I don't know if you've been somewhere where it's really, you know, maybe you've been uh, south or you've been somewhere in the desert where the sun is shining in midday. You cannot even look at it. That's the glory he carries. And he's bringing us to a fresh place of wonder. Come on, somebody say wonder. If we want to jump over to Revelation 2.11, it's a little longer, but I just want to read this because it's a picture of the throne room of heaven. And it says that once I was in the spirit, behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there on uh, had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. And around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. And around the throne were 24 thrones. And seated on the thrones were 24 elders clothed in white garments and golden crowns on their heads. And from the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder. And before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, were four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, the third living creature like the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around within. And day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whatever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who's seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever. The 24 elders fell down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are you, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will they existed and were created. Guys, this is the God we serve. This is the God who is our Father. This is the God who loves us. And in this season, through Christmas, as we come into 2022, I challenge, I encourage you. It's time to pray and to press in in a new way and say, God, bring me to a fresh place of wonder. Bring me to a fresh place of awe. Bring me to a fresh place of admiration. Bring me to a fresh place of focus on who you are. And see, that's what we're talking about with wonder. But it didn't just finish there because he said he's the wonderful counselor. So let's talk a little bit about him being our counselor. Because it's combined. He's the wonderful counselor. But he wants to, you to know him as your counselor in this season. Well, what is a counselor? A counselor is someone who gives counsel. They give advice, instruction to direct in judgment or the conduct of another. So they direct the judgment or conduct of someone else. And when I heard this word counselor, it really reminded me of what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. If you turn with me to John 14, 26, he says, But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. 
right? The Holy Spirit, our counselor. So God wants to bring us in a fresh way and to a fresh place of wonder in this season, but he also wants us to know him as a counselor. Now this word counselor also means, it's the Greek word, which means paraclete. And this word paraclete or parakletos means advocate, standby, aid, comforter, one who comes to the side of another. And family, I want to encourage you in this season, even as God wants us to grow and increase and flourish in a fresh place of wonder, he also wants us to know that the Holy Spirit is right here with us in the midst of the challenge, in the midst of the uncertainty, in the midst of the difficulty, in the midst of the things that are going on in the world around us. You know, I, I, I don't know about you, but I have moments, I have days where I'm just like, man, where is this going? You know, whether it's COVID stuff, whether it's government laws passing things, all these things that are happening. But one of the things that recently I was reminded of in a conversation with one of our church family members was I was reminded that we have the Holy Spirit in us and we have the Holy Spirit with us. And he is here to be our counselor. I love what this verse said. He said, he's going to teach you all things. Now, I went to look at all things in the Greek, the original text. You know what all things means in the Greek? It means all things. It means everything. That means the Holy Spirit, our comfort, you know, the one, the paraclete, the one who comes alongside us, right? He's right there alongside you right now. He is going to teach us all things. Okay, but what about, you know, this the stuff going on in my marriage? He's going to teach us all things. Okay, but what about the challenge with my kids? He's going to teach us all things. Yeah, but what am I going to do for work? He's going to teach us all things. How am I going to have provision? He's going to teach us all things. How are we going to handle the days ahead? He's going to teach us all things. How will we be ready for persecution that may come against the church? He's going to teach us all things. So first and foremost, it's we're growing in this place of wonder and amazement of who God is, this awe of Him. But secondly, we recognize this wonderful, amazing God who holds the universe together by the Holy Spirit is coming alongside of us. And He says, don't worry about the future. I'm going to teach you all things. All you need to do is keep your eyes fixed on me. Stay focused on me. And family, I'm making a fresh commitment as I come into 2022, as I push forward, to go deeper in and to cultivate my relationship with Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Every answer you need is found in Him. All the wisdom we need is found in Him. The, the What do we do? How is this going to work? How is this going to happen? It's all found in Him. And He's not, <clears throat> he's not far off. He's actually in us and He's coming alongside us to help us. Come on, somebody say he's wonderful. Come on, somebody say he's a wonderful counselor. So that's the first name. The second name, and I promise we'll pick our pace up a little bit here. The second name, he says he's wonderful counselor. But then we also see he's the mighty God. Come on, somebody say he's the mighty God. You know, we've talked about this really earlier through this fall. If you've been tracking with us through the Hello, My Name Is series, we've talked about how God wants us to know him as the most high God, you know, Remember, can't, can't test him. He talked to us about he is the God who is El Shaddai, who is more than enough. Right? This all ties into this element of him being mighty God. So he wants us to know him as wonderful counselor, but he also wants us to know him as mighty God. Revelation 1 verse 8 says this, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who was, oh, excuse me, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty 
We're back to this book of Revelation, right? The Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning. He's the ending. He is. He was. He is to come. He is the Almighty. Right? He's not just mighty, but he's almighty. There is no one that compares to him. Zephaniah 3.17 says this, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Oh man, there is so much in this verse that we could dive into right now. But I just want you to see he's the mighty one who will save. Right? He's the mighty one. He's the almighty God. And in this season, let's lift our eyes. Let's build our faith in the fact that we serve and we are loved by and we are children of the almighty God. That we are children of the mighty one who will save. And I love this picture because, again, he's not distant from us. He's alongside of us. He's rejoicing over us with gladness. He's quieting us in his love. He's exalting over us with loud singing. This is the almighty God. Psalm 145 verse 3 says this, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. Right? I love that line. It just leapt out of me when I was reading it in my preparation. His greatness is unsearchable. If I could paraphrase, his greatness is indescribable. His greatness is unmatchable. There is no one that can even be is in the same galaxy of him. And yet he is the one who's with us. But he says, I want you to know me as mighty God. Right? In Matthew 19, 25, it says, But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. God wants us to know in this season that he is the mighty God and with him all things are possible. Whatever we're facing, all things are possible in him. Jeremiah 32, 27. I believe this is a word from the Lord to us. He says, behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? And I just want you to ask that question right now. Is there anything too hard for God? And the answer is no. There is nothing that's too hard for him. So whatever we're facing, whatever we're walking through, we can have boldness and confidence as we come into 2022. Why? Because he is the Lord. He is the almighty God. And there is nothing that is too hard for him. So he's wonderful counselor. He's mighty God. Number three, he is the everlasting father. Come on, somebody say everlasting father. Right? Not only is he, he so, so watch this. He's our wonderful counselor. He is mighty God. But, you know, sometimes it's, okay, mighty God, he's big, he's awesome, but he's also our everlasting father. Come on, somebody, he's my father. He is our father. Family, you know, we've talked about this many times, but one of the most revolutionary concepts that Jesus introduced in revealing the father, maybe the most revolutionary concept, was knowing God, you know, regarding God, was knowing him as father. Right? This was revolutionary. It was mind-blowing. Up till Jesus' time, primarily people did not see God as Father. They saw Him as Jehovah, Yahweh, all these different names which were powerful. But then Jesus came and said, yes, He is all these things. But He also wants you to know Him as everlasting Father. I've heard it said, and I agree with it, that the primary revelation of God in the New Testament is that of Father. And so in this season... He wants us to know him as everlasting father. He wants us to know him as our father, right? There, there's so much that I could teach and so much that I could go into this because it's such a deep and powerful revelation. But I just want you to turn with me to Matthew 6, 19 to 14, right? This is Jesus was teaching his disciples and he was teaching them how to pray. And so in verse 9, Matthew 6, verse 9, he says, that, pray then like this, our father in heaven, 
right? Let's just pause right there. Our Father who is in heaven. He's saying, when you come before God, you know, and you're, 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 you're born again, you're, you're, you're following Him, you're walking, first and foremost, know Him as Father, right? There, there's something really key here, guys. There, there's great power that is unleashed and unlocked in prayer the more we grow in knowing God as our Father. If we don't see God as our everlasting Father, there's going to be so many things that we struggle with that, that unlock the more we grow in this revelation of His Father. So I love because He said, so pray like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then many transcripts finish with this, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, family, if I just encourage you in this, as I was preparing this message, this, this prayer jumped out at me in a fresh way. Because I believe that while this is a prayer for every season, because obviously it's in the scriptures and it was a prayer that Jesus gave to his disciples, this is a prayer for the season that we're in. It starts by saying, our Father who's in heaven. God wants us to grow in a revelation of him as our Father, of him as, as the Father who loves us, who watches over us. But then it goes on to say, hallowed be your name. And so again, this speaks of the wonder. This speaks of knowing him as mighty God. In other words, I, I know him as Father. There's this intimacy, this closeness. There's this, you know, this comfort that I can come to him, but I'm remembering who my Father is. Right? Some people get this kind of revelation of God as Father, but they forget how awesome and how magnificent and how mighty he is. They lose the element of the fear of the Lord. Other people have a revelation of the fear of the Lord, and they know how great and mighty God is, but they don't know him as Father. What Jesus is saying is, know him as Father, but always remember who your Father is. Right? You ever hear somebody say, don't you know who my father is? Right? Well, as you come into 2022, one of the things you need to remind the devil, you need to remind your circumstances, you need to remind your situation, you need to remind the world of everything going around. Don't you know who my father is? I know who my father is. Do you know who my father is? Right? So it said, hallowed be your name. Then it went on to said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Guys, now there's an interesting dynamic in this. Because we're called to pray that his kingdom will come and his will be done on earth as in heaven. But we also know that in the end, his kingdom is coming. His will is going to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so there's this prayer for this to happen in our season. But there's also a reminder, guys, that even in the world where there's a lot of shaking, in the world where there's some things that are rising up against the truth of God's word, that are rising up against the promises of God's word, we can have confidence that his kingdom is coming. And his will is going to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? We serve an unshakable God who is king over an unshakable kingdom. Right? His kingdom is an unshakable kingdom and we can have that confidence. And we need that in this season. Right? It also says, give us this day our daily bread. This is a reminder of his provision, guys, in this season. He is our father and he is giving us our daily bread. He's going to provide for us. 
He's going to watch over us. I know some of us are in seasons of faith regarding provision. We're in seasons of faith regarding how is this going to work? How is this going to come together? Maybe maybe it's a job situation. Maybe it's a, a vaccine mandate. Say Whatever it is, you're knowing in this season that, God, you're giving me my daily bread. And again, because he's our father. Fathers provide for their children. Remember we talked several weeks ago where the Bible says that a father who does not provide for his family is, is worse than an infidel or worse than an unbeliever. So then how much more would God, our father, not provide for us? Right? So our father is giving us our daily bread. Us to forgive our debts. Our father forgives us as we forgive our debtors. This is a good reminder. Let me just get off for a second here. In this Christmas season, we're going to be with family. We're going to be with friends. Often that's wonderful, but there also can be times where there's broken relationships, there's hurt, there's wounding. God calls us to forgive, right? Embrace forgiveness in this season. Don't allow the devil to trap you in bitterness or unforgiveness, right? He's going to come with traps. He's going to come with a snare to try and ensnare us in bitterness, to ensnare us in unforgiveness. Don't do it. Walk in forgiveness this Christmas. That's a word for somebody. God's saying, walk in forgiveness. And he says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Guys, we're, we're in a world right now, uh, if you didn't know, there's a lot of evil. And, and, and there's, there's evil around us. There's evil things that are happening. But our Father promised us, He's going to protect us from temptation, and He promised us He will deliver us from evil. Right? I, I, this Personally, this, you know, it, it, this has not been part of this prayer that ever was really highlighted and emphasized to me, but... It's it just in this past, you know, even as I was preparing, I was just always reminding me, Brendan, don't worry about evil. I'm going to deliver you. Right? Again, because why? He's our father. Right? And I love it. It finishes this. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Right? This brings us back. We started our father who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Focus on the greatness of God. And then we focused on our Father and, and, and His kingdom coming, His will being done. He gives us our daily bread. He forgives us. He empowers us to forgive others. He leads us, protects us from temptation. He delivers us from evil. That brings back to the greatness. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever and ever. And family, if I can just encourage you again, this is our Father. And in this time and place that we're in right now, we need to remember that we're not just of this world, but we're part of the kingdom of God. And his is the kingdom. And his kingdom is going to rule over all. His kingdom is going to triumph. There might be some challenges in the day-to-day -day life. But remember, we're not just part of this temporal world. But we are part of an eternal reality. We are part of an eternal kingdom. And our faith and our hope needs to be in the eternal kingdom. And in the king who is our father who rules over this eternal kingdom. And all his is the kingdom. But his is the power. His is the power that is above every power. His name is the name that is above every name. And no matter what happens around us, no matter what's going on, we can put our faith in our Father and in His power, and not just in His power, but His glory, because His name will be glorified. He will be lifted up. The devil can scheme and do whatever he wants to, to try and steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that we can have life, and His glory is going to shine. He will be lifted up. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord, right? This is our Father. This is the mighty God. This is the wonderful counselor. And he wants to, but what I love about this all, guys, this whole prayer, is it starts with knowing him as our Father. Everything we've just talked about is unlocked and comes alive in fresh ways as we know him as Father. 
So let's move quickly to bring a close to our last name that we're focused on today. Number one, wonderful counselor. Number two, mighty God. Number three, everlasting father. And number four, we'll close with this, that he is the prince of peace. Come on, somebody say prince of peace. Now I love this. You'll remember uh, several weeks back, we talked about how he is Jehovah Shalom and he is our peace. And I love this because we see that is reflected in the Father, and now it's also reflected in Jesus the Son, that He is the Prince of Peace. You know, it's interesting. It could have said He is peace, but it says the Prince of Peace, because usually if you say someone is the Prince of something, right? First and foremost, there's the King, and then there's the Prince. And so it kind of shows, again, the Trinity, and it shows the fact that Jesus is the Son and God's the Father, but also when someone's the Prince of something, they're a ruler, they're sovereign overall. He's not just peace, but He is the Prince of Peace. That means that peace begins with him, peace ends with him, he rules over peace. And so in this time, he wants us to know that he is the prince of peace, he brings peace, but he rules and reigns in peace. And so as we embrace his rulership in our lives, as we embrace his rulership over our lives, we are embracing peace. Now remember, we talked about what is peace. Well, peace is the word shalom in Hebrew, and it means nothing missing, nothing broken, and nothing lacking in your life. Shalom also, it means peace. It means harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, tranquility. Oh man, I could just go, we could preach a whole series on that, but I just want to encourage you in this season that he wants you to know he's, he's, he's going to be a wonderful counselor. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting father. And he says, I want you to know me as Prince of Peace. I just pray and I speak over you in this Christmas season, peace in Jesus' name. Peace over your family. Peace over your relationships. Peace over your heart. Peace over your mind. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. God is bringing harmony into your life around you. And again, remember, it doesn't mean he's just going to... Peace is not just the absence of storms. Peace is Jesus in the middle of your storm speaking, peace be still. He's bringing harmony. He's bringing a wholeness, guys. In this Christmas season, just know him. Look to him. He's going to restore and bring wholeness. He's bringing completeness. He's bringing a prosperity, a welfare, a tranquility. And I love this because one of the words that really has just been leaping on my heart is it's a season for restoration. And I want to close in this and pray in this, but I want you to believe me, even as he's the Prince of Peace, Again, his peace is nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. Whatever was taken from me being restored. And God is in the restoration business. And in this season, I want you, let's believe him. Even as we finish up 2021, as we come into 2022, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to be moving in powerful ways of restoration. Restoration of relationship. Restoration in bodies. Restoration of mind. Restoration of heart. Restoration in business. Whatever the area or need is for restoration. I love about this too, because sometimes, you know, we struggle because the devil's stolen some things from us, or just because of what's going on, the things have been stolen. God says, I will restore. And that's just a word for you today. God says, I will restore because I'm the Prince of Peace. And peace, again, is not just the absence of conflict, but it's nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking in your life, everything being restored to the way it was supposed to be.
And so today I want you to stretch your faith with me. He is the God of restoration. And even things that the devil has stolen from you in 2021, things the devil has stolen from you in 2020, things that the devil has stolen, things that have been taken or stripped or broken out, God says, I am bringing restoration. And even as we look ahead to 2022, I prophesy and I declare restoration in Jesus' name. As we go deeper, he is bringing a fresh restoration. And so whatever you have a need of that in your life, I want you to receive it right now. Just say it with me right now. Say, he is restoring. Come on, somebody say, it's a year of restoration, right? This is a time he's been restoring. Why? Because he is the prince of peace. Come on, somebody say, wonderful counselor. Come on, somebody say, mighty God. Come on, somebody say, everlasting father. Come on, somebody say, prince of peace. Let's pray together today. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you. And I pray right now for every person under the sound of my voice. God, wherever they are, wherever they're watching this, whether it's live, whether it's you know, at some other time, I thank you the Holy Spirit is present right now. And I thank you even in this season as we've been focusing on knowing who you are and growing in that revelation of, of what you have for us and what you've done for us. I pray over every person today in Jesus' name, a fresh revelation of you as wonderful counselor, a fresh revelation of you as mighty God, a fresh revelation of you as everlasting father. A fresh revelation of you of prince of peace. And Lord, I thank you for restoration in Jesus' name. Come on, wherever you are right now, if you just want to raise your hands. Father, whatever the need is for restoration, we speak that today. Restoration in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for us just continuing to grow in this revelation of who you are. And we thank you today in the name of Jesus. And everyone agreed with me said... Amen. Amen. Well, it's been so good to be together. Before I turn it back to our hosts, I've got one last thing I want to mention. We do this every week, but we talk about restoration. We're talking about Jesus. I mean, this is what the Christmas season's all about. We're talking about uh, him coming for us. And there might be someone watching today and you're not right with God. And today I want you to be right with God. Today I want you to come into right relationship with him. See, the Bible tells us that God loves us with an everlasting love, but we've been separated from that love because of sin. Now, because of sin, we deserve eternal judgment. I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about all of us. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. And death there does not just mean dying. It actually means eternal separation from God. That's the wage of sin. But then it says, but, right, which totally cancels out the first part. It says, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And today, even though you and I both deserve eternal death, there is a free gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And I want you to receive that gift. You know, if you used to follow God, but you've fallen away, I want you to come back to Him today. Come back, get right with Him. Come back into right relationship with Him. And so I want you just to agree with me right now. Let's pray together. And if you need to get your life right with God, I want you to pray this from the bottom of your heart. I want you to say with me, Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you came for me. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you rose again. Today I turn my back on sin and I commit my life to you. Forgive me. Fill me. Free me. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name. Everyone agreed with me said, Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, the Bible says all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. 
and you have just had and you've opened your life up to God. He's right there with you. Whether you feel something or not, he's bringing about a change. But here's what we'd love to do. We would love to pray with you, to stand with you, and to encourage you on this journey. And so if you could just click the link that's going to pop up or reach out to us and let us know, I got right with God. We, we just, we want to help you in any way we can. Amen. All right. Well, guys, it's been so good to be together. It's been so good to share the word. Again, remember, please, let's get those offerings in today to help those in need or to get Bibles to those, you know, persecuted believers around the world. And remember, next week, we're going to be at 9, 10, 30, and 12 in person. And we're going to be at 10, 30, not 11, 10, 30, live streaming right here. So we look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you. We love you. I'm going to turn it back over to our hosts.